Oral Histories of the National Railway Museum. Howard Luscombe was born in 1923. At 17 years of age, he joined the South Australian Railways as a porter. In this episode, he talks with Peter Hackworth about those early days. Where were you born? Moonta, in a nursing home. And who was living in your house with you when you were growing up? My sister Glenda, then I was next, then my brother Colin, my sister June, my sister Marlene. Typical size family for that era, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. five. What about parents? Wilfred George, Ada Winifred. Just out of interest, I saw that there was a Kingsley Howard Luscombe who was born at Cadena who died in the First World War at Villa Bretonneau. Was that a relative of yours? He was my dad's brother and my name is on the tombstone in Cadena Cemetery because my grandmother and I don't remember it. She wanted the first grandson named after him because he was killed in World War One, and that's how I got Kingsley Howard Luscombe. And I think her name was Lily, wasn't it? Yeah. So tell me about your parents. What did your father do? Blacksmith, Shoeing Smith. Did he have his own business? He did for the, about the last two years of his life, I think. And then he worked for a little while in the lime kiln. And did you live in the town of Moonta? And do you remember the street name you lived in? I don't remember it too well. I left there when I was seven. I started school there. Went to Pascoville and I found school easy there. And you moved to Pascoville for your dad's work? Yes, yeah. And how far did you get in school at Pascoville? Oh, I went right through to seven. Were you about 15, 16 when you finished school? Oh, no. I just started work when I was 12. Oh, right. So you were obviously good at school. I found love school. Could have gone on to Cadena to high school, but you had to board, and my parents were too poor. Now they'd run a school bus, which I would have loved. I might have been a doctor instead of a row, I mean. So you left school at the age of 12. Where did you work? I worked in a garage. Do you remember what you were being paid when you started? Yes, 10 shillings a week. At what point did you join the railways? Tell us the story about how that came about. The blacklist talked me into it. He said to me, what sort of money are you getting now, Howard? I probably got up to 30 bob a week. He said, I know a fella in Kendall Avenue where he used to apply for a job and that, and I uh, went in and I got the job in the railways. I had to go and see S.H. Watson, who was general traffic manager, and he had to, everything, you had to be yes, sir, and all this. So when you went to Adelaide, were you intending to go into the railways or you were just intending to find a better job? Just a better job. Yeah. Glad I did. And I think your first job was a junior porter, is that correct? Yeah, at Melton. So did you still live at home? Yeah. Used to ride a bike down there, seven miles was, I think. And Jimmy Bitley was the uh, station master. The driver of the loco was Steve Baker. His fireman was Charlie Kello. I had to book on 12.30 at night. I'd report to train control and call them to book on to relieve the crew from Mile End. They'd work to Moonta and back to Mill. Most days you would start at... Three days a week. At what age were you when you started with the railways then? I think it was 17. Right. And do you remember what you were paid when you started with the railways? Yes. Because I used to work over 10 hours a shift for those three days a week, you got two shillings long shift penalty with the whole lot. I used to, I got my first few pays were three pound for a fortnight. And did you think that was good pay then? Oh yeah, excellent. 
they beat all the other boys in the town, I think. Did they give you a uniform? Yeah, porter's uniform and a cap. I can never forget a bloke called Larry Buckley who joined as a junior porter at Melton sometime after. Payday, the paymaster used to come round in the rail car and you had to go up and get your pay. And I said to Larry, payday today? And he said, yes. I said, you have to take your rule book up and show them. Otherwise, you won't get any pay. Well, that was bulldust because you didn't have to do it. And he went up and the bloke said, What are you poking that bloody thing? <laughs> we, had, we had our little bit of fun as well. And once I called the crew when I found out what time they were required, that was Charlie Kellow, Steve Baker, and Vin Fitzpatrick was the guard, they would come on and I had to assist through to Kandina with the freight. At Pascoval and Thrinkton, you had to do takeouts and that. And uh, at Kadena, when the rail car came, I had to get on the uh, rail car and go back to Milton and book off. But you had to hope the rail car was running late, because I think of it, had to run 10 minutes or a quarter an hour late, and you got an extra few dollars for a uh, long ship penalty. The station at Melton, so how many staff were based at Melton? Only the station master, three crew for the train, myself and the uh, repair gang I think there was three and three houses for them of course we had barracks there where the myelin crew used to go in while the train went to Moonta and back that's about it so was that the only line that went from Melton that went down to Moonta there were no other lines from Melton your first branch line would be where uh, Kadena you can go back out to Butte Snowdown and that that's the only ones there. But from Kadini also went on to Wallaroo and Moonta. And how long were you a porter for? From when I joined the railways till April Fool's Day 1940. So you went when to I went to Loco. change over to Loco. When you say you changed over to Loco, what does that mean? I had to ride in for a transfer from a porter to Loco. Well, then I had to go to Myland as a cleaner. Describe Well, we would tallow the boilers and then rub them down and... The, that's if the boss was looking, if he wasn't, we'd shut our eyes occasionally. And they did have the roundhouse there at Mile End. Uh, the roundhouse was where turntable in the middle of it, and all the big loco, I think there was 42 bays on that roundhouse, and the locos would go onto the turntable, turn around, you've got to go onto bay six tonight or bay seven, and that's where you'd be until the engine was serviced there, and go out again, you know, on another job, the turntable attendant, you'd whistle, that engine that was going out next would whistle up and turn the turntable and put him on, shoot him out which line he had to go up. So when you went to Adelaide, your intention was to become a driver? I thought it was impossible, but it, it did happen. And then if you wasn't 21, you weren't allowed on a large type loco, so they transferred you to Port Adelaide. and. Uh, you work there till you're 21, then back to Mile End again and uh, go on the big engines. At what point did the training to become a driver start and how did they go about teaching you? You'd appointed to a acting fireman, then, then a fireman, then a driver, and so it goes up the ladder. For instance, he couldn't go ahead of me because I'm senior to him. That's how things work like that. Promotion was not on merit, it was on seniority. Senior, on seniority, but you also got a kick in the bum if you did something wrong. So you were sent to 
Port Adelaide, what engines were you working on uh, there? Port Adelaide? Yeah. Mainly P-Class. They're a mighty little engine. We used to work them in the Outer Harbour Passenger with the two cars. In those days, we used to go into Osborne and the... Um, ICI. ICI. Yeah. Of course, that's all defunct now. And at Outer Harbour, we used to go around the Balloon Loop. Now they go into Outer Harbour and then they come back the same line as you went in. And so you worked on the P-Class. Roughly how long do you think before you then came back to work? Oh, I reckon two years. And where were you living? When I first went to Mile End Cleaning, I worked. I lived in King Street, Mile End, boarding with people. And when I got transferred to Port Adelaide, I boarded with people in South Street, Albert Park. Right. I used to ride the bike to work and home up the bike track past the Albert Hotel. And, and was it a boarding house or just a private house? No, just a private house yeah. and lovely people. How I got it, Charlie Kello, who was the um, fireman at Melton, the lady and her husband that I went for, they were relations and they got me the job. And it was, I was only paying 30 bob a week board. Well, it wasn't much more than my wages, though. And then I went from there to uh, Archer Street, North Adelaide. And what about social life while you're at this point in your young man? It's the night. I had a wonderful social life. I was lucky enough when I went to North Adelaide that I got in a boarding house next to the boarding house that my wife was boarding in. Barbara Francis Cox. Thanks for listening to this oral history podcast from the National Railway Museum.